Welcome to episode 107 of Cowboys Ride for Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. Philip couldn't join me tonight. One of these days, we'll get our voices back together because I know he did the interview with Nathan Ruiz last week, and now I'm doing one with Brody Myers. He is a senior at Stillwater High School and is the public address announcer for Oklahoma State softball, tennis, and equestrian. Did I get that right? That's right. Okay, awesome. And yeah, you can tell the, from the minute that that guy said something that he has the perfect voice for doing that thing. That's that's a really cool gig. You know, how did you get into that? Well, uh, when I was six, actually kind of found out by accident. When I was six years old, uh, my dad and I were at an OSU baseball game. And they used to have this promotion where some marketing intern would come, pick a kid out of the stands, and they could announce one batter over the PA system. I happened to be the kid that got chosen that day. And I announced the matter, and I knew that's what I was destined to do the moment that happened. Yeah, that's so. a, that's awesome. And to get the, get the opportunity, you know, you're doing it in high school, and I think that's exactly. awesome. So you know, you're born and raised in Stillwater, so grew up a cowboy, all that good stuff? Sure did. Been, uh, been going to games since I was in the womb. So, okay. Uh, wouldn't want to have, wouldn't, uh, have it any, other el- any way else, excuse me, uh, Stillwater's home, and I truly believe I wouldn't have near the opportunities or uh, network that I have today without Stillwater. That's awesome. And, and to see someone so young and so driven, I think that's so cool. And, you know, you're way ahead of anything I've ever done when it comes to doing <laughs> this stuff. And so how did you get connected to start doing the Oklahoma state, you know, doing, cause I know, I know you did tennis and equestrian for a little while. And then you added in softball. Did I get that right? Or did you uh, did tennis for a little while and recently added equestrian and softball. It's kind of a long story as to how I got into OSU when I was eight. Uh, I went on this thing called the Today Show Kid Reporter Contest, and um, that was the thing. You sent in a 60-second video about any report you wanted, and, uh, and then they would call you back if, you thought, if they thought you did a good job. So mine, in 2009, OSU was having a football game versus Grambling State, and the whole thing was sellout Grambling. So that was what my report was on. Got a call from New York, and they said, well, we'd love to have you come down and be on the set of the Today Show for the Kid Reporter Contest. And this was in, I guess, the Sweet 16. So I went down there. It was me um, and another girl from Tulsa, actually, uh, uh, ended up being in the competition. I made it to the final four. And it's my understanding that I placed second. But, disclaimer, turns out the person that ended up winning was too old for the competition. Oh, there so you go. I'll, okay. <laughs> exactly. So I'll always be first in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but even, if, even just getting the top four, I got to uh, go on a cruise, all expenses paid, got a couple trips to New York. So it was the experience of a lifetime. Well, as soon as I came home, that's when the things really started uh, getting rolling. The first OSU event I ever did full-time, I announced an OSU soccer game. Uh, I want to say we played Baylor that day and uh, did it right into the Today Show. And I would do some things here and there, make some appearances, uh, MC some things. Or MC, I was eight years old. Uh, but uh, And I say that with air quotes. Anyway, so fast forward, you know, I was doing just freelancing stuff, this, that, and the other. 13 years old, January 8th, 2015, was a pretty mind-blowing day for me. Uh, got picked up from school, scrolling through Facebook, found out that Larry Reese had cancer. And that hit me like a gut punch. Never been sadder, except for maybe when my dog died. Later that evening, I get a text from the tennis coach asking if I wanted the tennis job. So, of course, I took it. Uh, that eventually, I got a text from Chris Young, the women's coach. That eventually led into the men's job, and so on and so forth. Also, when I was in eighth grade, started announcing high school baseball for Stillwater. That eventually led into volleyball matches, which eventually led into uh, basketball games, which eventually led into softball games. So I'm out of all my jobs. I do tennis, equestrian, softball, like we mentioned at the first. 
And then I also do high school baseball, basketball, softball, volleyball, and that's it for the high school. And so eventually equestrian needs an announcer. They call me. I do it. Uh, we're, I'm going to be honest. I was not expecting it to be that fun, but I thoroughly enjoy equestrian. Uh, I encourage any OSU fan to come out, even if it's just for one event. It's a lot more fun than you would think. You are and, a busy man. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And uh, so went on. uh and I was actually on a walk just a few weeks ago with my dog. Uh, got a text from the lady who uh, I guess is my boss at OSU. She's in charge of the promotions. Asking if I want to do the softball games. And here I am today. So that is the long-winded story of how I got involved in all the announcing jobs that I have. That is so cool. And, <laughs> and I think to see you do that from such a young age, like that's awesome. And, you know, Thank you. And any sort of, you know, and as I've learned going through college and high, you know, high school and college and all that, any sort of real world experience that you can get, especially when you're young, like that just pays dividends and any sort For of sure. experience to just, and you can do so much in the classroom, you can do it on your own, whatever, but to actually have people listen to you. And, yeah. you know, to actually get that feedback right away, that's awesome. And for you to do that for so long, like, you're on your way, man. And I think that's so cool. So is the end game for you to become the next Larry Reese? Uh, end game is actually, I would like to announce OSU football, and I would like to be on the evening news in Oklahoma City, whether that's on the news desk or on the sports desk is to be seen. But I would like to parlay this into a TV job. Okay, awesome. See, I have a face for radio, so I'm rather just stick behind <laughs> the mic and uh, just hope no one sees me. But I think yeah. that, but that's so cool, and you have the voice for it, and I think that's that's really really cool. Uh, and well, now, thank so, you. So you're heading to Oklahoma State. I'm assuming sports media. I am. Uh, actually, graduated high school in December. Oh, congratulations! Uh, thank right. you. So that I could you know pursue more announcing opportunities, and uh, so I'm a free man right now. Okay, and I take a little bit of a sabbatical, and then I'll be at OSU in August. Sports media, you're right. And I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, awesome. So did, did the senioritis – so I'm assuming the senioritis had to have hit in the fall because you knew you only had one semester left. That's exactly right. First day of school, I had it. Yes, I, I remember that <laughs> when I when I was a senior in high school. I remember I was really panicking like, oh, God, I got to figure out where I'm going to go to college. And I walked in on that first day and went, oh, I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> but, but of course, <laughs> exactly. I, I had until May. So the senioritis went the whole year. And now I thought, okay, it's you know a couple of years. And now I am seven weeks from graduation from college. And I go – Oh, I have no motivation. I really need to find a job. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I'm working that right now. But it's uh, but it's an exciting time, and I think that's so cool that you're getting the real world experience here. And so, did you play sports at all, or did you really just kind of pursue the announcing thing? Uh, played a little league, but little little league baseball. Uh, but I quickly found out I can talk about what I want to do on the field much better than I can actually do it. That, and I play- found the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I play a little golf here and there casually, but competitively, no, and. Uh, I'm more than happy behind the mic. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do in your free time when you're not doing this? Uh, watching the evening news a lot because that's uh, that's the best experience I can get. Uh, spending time with my mentors, uh, playing a lot of golf, spending time with my family. Uh, I like to go to OSU games on the road. On the 27th, I'll be uh, going to the OSU softball game in Wichita. And on the 10th, I'll be going to the baseball game there. Um, so a little bit of everything I like to read. So uh just really trying to and everything that i do usually has the is centered around what i want to do i have very narrow interests so uh there's always an end game oh for sure and i and i think to have that sort of narrow focus and to you know know what you want to do especially going into college is so important because you know statistics say 
people that go, you know, go to college, they change their degree like three times. I'm uh-huh. one of those weird people that never did that. I actually added on minors. So I actually, there you kinda, go. I was able to add on what I actually wanted to do. And I think going in with that focus is so important, but you know, any, any advice that I could give you and for anyone else that's listening to this, that's trying to figure out what they want to do, find any sort of experience you can, even if it's way outside your comfort zone and just find, you know, you may find something completely different. Like I've, I've had so many experiences that I was so narrowly focused when I came into college that once I kind of actually gave it its credence, I went, this is actually pretty cool and I really enjoy it. So that's the best advice that I could give you. If I can give you any more, just feel free to shoot my text, but I may not be always, I may not always be the best example, but you know, I try and do my best. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into the NCAA tournament for a little bit. Obviously this is kind of the talk of the town. Obviously Oklahoma state is not involved. Dang. Um, But you know, what, who do you think is going to win? And then give me some of your upset picks. Cause those are always the fun ones to watch. Uh, I got to go with the new blue devils. Um, I just think they're too good. Zion Williamson it is beyond human. I think it's set up for them. I've got them in Tennessee in the final, and I've got my other final fours as uh, Tech and Houston, actually. I was really impressed by Houston when they came to Stillwater. I'm a big Kelvin Sampson fan, so I think they're going to make it to the final four. As for upsets, I'm kind of thinking Travis Ford's St. Louis Billikens are going to pull it off. Okay. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is really an upset since it's an 8-9 game. But I'm thinking Baylor's going to beat Syracuse. And considering Dean Wade's not playing for K-State, I think uh, K-State's going to lose their game to UC Irvine. I know you didn't ask this, but and I to- this totally isn't biased, but I think it's a royal injustice that OU made it into the tournament. They lost to West Virginia twice. I think they had no business being in. Yeah, I was actually going to think this. I was thinking the same thing. Like it was two. This is two years in a row that OU got into the tournament in a way that they probably shouldn't have. At least last year they had Trey Young. That you know, if it was any sort of you know media points or you know get anybody that they can to just to watch the games. But this year is Brady Manic. You know, is he the their Larry Bird lookalike that tried to <laughs> get them into the game? But I don't know. I I just don't think they should have. But you know, that's my two cents. Um, and I'm not going to get too far into it, but yeah, I have Duke as well. I was really hesitant because I picked Duke damn near every year. And then they always seem to break my heart and never <laughs> actually do it. And then the one year that I didn't pick Duke to win the title, they actually won. So they, uh, but that, you know, it's one of those that I, I wasn't sure, but then once Zion came back and did what he did in the NCAA, in the ACC tournament, I went, Oh, I got to pick them. Like they're riding yeah. high right now. And for him to average 27 and 27 and 13, in three games after missing probably three or four weeks that he's just a freak of nature and I'm, I'm excited is. to see what he can do. Yeah. So my upsets, I actually have, I have a couple, I go bold for the most part because it, you, there's no way you're going to get a perfect bracket. So you yeah. might as well just have a little bit of fun with it. I'm taking Yale over LSU because LSU was kind of up and down. all year. I mean, they lost to this Oklahoma state team, but this is before we knew how bad this season was really going to be for sure. But, you know, that that's still a good win for Oklahoma State. But they were so up and down in SEC play that I just don't know if they're going to be able to sustain it. And obviously with Will Wade being out their head coach, I don't know what they're going to be able to do in the tournament. And Yale's always one of those teams that's always super sneaky in the tournament. And they find ways to win those games that they probably shouldn't. That's exactly right. And then so I then I actually have I have Nevada getting to the Elite Eight. They're one of those. Teams. You're not alone. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it's one of the, like the, the Martin twins, and just I, I watched them last year, and they just look like a team once again that could go and just make some noise again. I had them beating Michigan in the round of thirty-two. I'm with you on 
uh, UC Irvine beating K-State. I think Dean Wade being out is a huge deal for them. And I think they're going to get bounced. I think there's, I think KU will win their game against Northeastern, but I'm not going to count on it. Northeastern seems like a team that's going to give KU fits. I think KU wins a close game there, but I think that's, that's how that one's going to go. And then I think that's all I really had. But the game that I, it's an upset, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be considered it based on, you know, matchup and not necessarily seeding. But the game I'm most excited to watch is Marquette Murray State. That's a, and that's a game I would not care about otherwise, but because it's March, you have to watch it. John Morant, exactly. John Morant from Murray State, Marcus Howard from Marquette, the point guard matchup of the tournament. I have Murray State winning that game, but I don't think it's necessarily a 5-12 matchup when you actually look at how talented both teams are. It's just happened, you know, they get you got a, you know, you got a team in the shoot, what are they? Big East and then team in the, you know, OVC. So, you get you know, for that from that perspective it's a little bit different, but I don't think it's a 5-12. I think Murray State ends up winning that game. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. John Mar- I haven't gotten to watch John Morant too much, but I've you know seen the highlights and same with Marcus Howard. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You mentioned Kansas. Does anyone really know what to make of them this year? No, not at all. And I'm I live in Kansas City and everyone here is just like the sky is falling. I'm like not quite, but yeah. it's you know, it's a weird sort of it's a weird sort of year for them and I just don't know how well they're going to match up with Northeastern. And so we'll see. And I, I think they're, I think Northeastern is a team that's going to give them fits. I don't know too much about them, but I saw a little bit. They seem like one of those teams that's just like that prototypical team in March that just finds a way to get the upset. Like the ton of seniors, a lot of experience, won their conference pretty handily. And that one unathletic looking white dude that can knock down every three in existence. <laughs> now, I feel like um, that's, that's what you look for. That's always what I look for in a Cinderella team. Just like, yeah, if you have more than four seniors and you have that one dude that doesn't look like he belongs on a basketball court that makes that drops 30. There you go. But, um, Go ahead. Sorry. So my national championship, this is the dream. You get the tobacco road matchup, Duke, North Carolina. I need that. Like I need oxygen. Like that would be <laughs> the best thing I could possibly think of for a national championship. Now, will it probably happen and have two one seeds go? Probably not. But can you imagine how amazing that would be? Put it in my veins. Exactly. Yeah. Go back to your, your next point here. Um, I'll, I'll say this and I'll let you bounce off of it. Two teams I'm most excited to see are Texas Tech and Florida State. I think Tech can make a lot of noise. I saw them in person, obviously, at OSU. And Florida State, I feel like it's going to be a sneaky good team this year. I'm interested to see how they're going to fare uh, if they make it as far as I think they're going to against Gonzaga. Yeah, it's one of those Texas Tech kind of faded toward the end of the year. It felt like I, don't, I think that's probably more of a fatigue thing than anything. Because uh, they had a couple close games and obviously losing to West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament. But I don't. That really doesn't didn't knock their seating too much. They were still a three, so it's not that big of a deal. But I do think it is concerning with the fact that they completely boat raced Oklahoma State in Stillwater, and then yep. you know, I, and Lindy Waters did incredible things against them in that final thirty five seconds. But the fact that that game was as close as it was down the stretch is a little bit concerning. That they kind of maybe play down to competition at times. And we saw that during the season as well, but still found ways to win. They're a great defensive team, but I'm. I'm concerned that they maybe might sleep on Northern Kentucky in that first round. And I think Texas Tech will win, but I think it'll be at least close in the beginning and kind of give everyone that upset story. I actually, yeah. I, I'm looking at my bracket here. I actually think I have Texas Tech losing in the second round. But let me verify that if I can find it. 
Yes, I actually have Texas Tech losing to Buffalo in the round of 32. I think Buffalo is a team that also is going to be pretty sneaky, which means I have a Sweet 16 matchup of Buffalo-Nevada. Give me that. <laughs> How yes. That, that's the reason why we watch March Madness, just for matchups like that, just ridiculous matchups like that. I'll tell you what, that Tulsa uh, site is just brutal. With Buffalo Tech, Iowa State, um, I'm sure there'll be a ton of Iowa State fans up in Tulsa. So I'm excited to see how the turnout for that is, especially being an Oklahoma boy. Oh, yeah, that'll be really cool. That, and that's just some uh, – that's the group of death, if you really want to call it that. That's a absolutely brutal sort of uh, bracket there in region even. But that, but that's – again, that's what makes March great. You get those types yep. of matchups with the mid, the combination of the mid-majors and those Power 5 schools. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm ready for March. I'm ready for tomorrow. I plan on just sitting around and doing nothing, watching basketball for 12 hours. It's going to be great. And that's, like yeah, it's spring break too, so I get to actually enjoy it without the stress of academics. So that makes it even better. <laughs> All right, you have any final thoughts here before we wrap this one up? Uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Myers Voice, M Y E R S Voice, all one word. All right, awesome. I love that. You got you already you're already starting <laughs> to get that that perfect PA announcer plug. I love there it. There you go, shameless plug. Exactly. All right, you can follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. At some point, Philip and I will get back and we'll actually do a podcast together. Hopefully, we'll have more interviews, but at least you can hear Philip and I together once again. Uh, we will see everyone on the next episode.